Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. So, your highlight of the season so far? Playoffs, two seasons running. The miracle work of Bowyer and Jackson. Winning at Priestfield for the first time in 39 years. Or Louis Mendes losing his voice. Evening all, this is Charles 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 Good evening, everybody. This is Charlton Live. You have no idea of the payback that's coming. Louis Mendes is away this evening. Uh, he's right beside me, so uh, I'm expecting a dig in the ribs fairly regularly. <laughs> but uh, we're here to talk about the, the victory at Prefield Stadium over Gillingham. And joining me in the studio, uh, well, Louis Mendes is here, but he's not saying anything. Hurrah! Uh, but opposite me is Nathan Miller. Nathan, good evening. How are you? Not bad. Just get me voice back from I yesterday. Yeah. Did, you, did you do a bit of screeching? <laughs> you weren't the only one, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good to tell. Nice to see you back in the studio. Yeah. Hosting. Been a while, hasn't it? I know. I, 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 I have no idea what to do in the next one. I'll probably <laughs> last five minutes and then uh, then we'll have to take you. Yeah. Then we might have to mime it the rest of the way. <laughs> That'd be interesting for the listeners, wouldn't it? Uh, no, it's. Uh, look, um, you obviously are far too young to remember our first ever, uh, our last victory at, at Priestville. Yeah, just about. 1980, I'm yeah, reliably yeah. informed. Seven, seven years before my time, but um, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah. But. Um, 
Well, it was a good win, wasn't it? It, was, it was, felt like a dead rubber, to be honest. For it, not really much sort of riding on the game, really. It just had that sort of end of season feel. But three points is the main thing. I think it's. I don't, I don't know quite what was the most satisfying. The fact that we went down there and, and, and gained the victory. I say the last time we won was nineteen eighty. I wasn't there for that one, so I haven't. I've never seen a victory at wow. uh, Priestford Stadium either. Uh, we've we've bagged a few draws in our time, but generally, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible place to go. Isn't yeah. It? Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. I don't know if it's just because we don't win there. I'm not sure, or whether it is just horrible. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I was going to say. I was just saying off air. The sort of it's that's one of those grounds that next season I probably won't be um, at the front of the queue when they come on sale. I must admit, but um, yeah, it's 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 an old school ground. It's just a bit weird, you know, going into a um, which seems to be a stand made of Lego. But um, <laughs> that's being complimentary. But yeah, no, it wasn't the greatest of. Um, of stands, I must admit. Well, at least the rain stayed away. But like I say, I mean, obviously Josh getting his goal, um, which it was his first, wasn't it? And then I thought, I'm sure he scored before, but it was the Donny one. Wasn't Donny it? one, and they've uh, they've refused to give it to him. So uh, that was his first uh, yeah. uh, officially, anyway. Uh, whether he's still in his in his heart, he's still claiming a Donny goal. I'm not sure, but yeah. uh, the uh, this was technically his first goal. Mm. Uh, and both goals, I mean, you'll hear uh, anybody who was there will know uh, both goals very similar in build up. Uh, both started mm. and finished by the same person. Mm. Uh, good footballing moves. Uh, we did enough, I think. Uh, you know, once we gone two 0 up, I didn't, wouldn't say we switched off. I, I don't think that's fair, but we uh, we controlled it after that. Didn't we? Yeah, I think we was in control the whole game. Um, I don't think they really they threatened us that much. I think they had a, cu- a couple of chances. I think, but nothing really that sort of sticks out. But um, yeah, I think it was a controlled, and I think both said it was a perfect away performance, a two nil. Um, and I think yeah, once we sort of got our noses in front, I thought we we controlled the game fairly well. Um, good good couple of forms. I thought Prattley done well. Um, I know he's he's he sort of splits opinion with some people, but I thought he had quite a solid game. I thought he had a great game, actually. Um, and uh, I, li- I liked, like what you were saying about the goal, the build-up. I did like the first. I think it was the first one. Where it was came off Parrington's shins. I think it came off or something. <laughs> it was one of them. It was like, but yeah, we were clinical yesterday, and um, the keeper was absolutely huge. So I think both finishes were good. Well, he kept us out last time, as I remember, mm. single-handedly, pretty much the last time we were down there. Or yeah. one of the times we were down there. I can't remember how long he's been there now, but yeah, mm. he is a huge keeper. And, uh, and Bayer referred to that um, in, in the post-match, which which we'll hear later. Just to let everybody know, we are on Maritime Radio for the first time on 96.5 FM. So uh, if you're listening on Maritime, welcome, mm. uh, as well as the usual streams that uh, that we're on. If you want to join us, please do through all the usual methods. We're going to go through the, um, the, the aftermath of yesterday's game. We're going to listen to the highlights uh, very shortly with myself uh, and Greg Stubbley. And uh, then we're going to hear from Boya. Um, we're not allowed to hear from Josh yet, are we? Uh, so it won't be from Josh who did the post match. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be coming later on after the usual uh, news hounds have had their say. Uh, but one final thing before we hear the uh, hear the highlights, Nathan. The um, is it you know simply because you know we've we've never won there um, mm. that <clears throat> people go down there because more often than not. It seems to us anyway that uh, it's the Gillingham's Cup final. It's, uh, they don't have another local derby to, to get their teeth into, so we're the closest thing. Mm. Uh, and uh, they've got this chip on their shoulder about us bussing in uh, fans long ago, but uh, which was all nonsense. But uh, well, we did do it, but they were our fans anyway. Um, is it is it the whole the whole thing that we never win down there, and it's all this, this attitude of them towards us? What 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 is it? I don't know. It's difficult because I mean, if that was their cup final, they didn't seem up for it. It was about ten people in the stand opposite singing, but apart from that, they didn't really create an atmosphere. Um, I think more or less it's, it's quite a direct route. I think for a lot of fans, especially it for should like, be sure. it's one of the yeah. easiest easiest fast to get to. Yeah, exactly. So even for me in Bromley, it's just one train. You can get one from Cholton and Dartford and Bexley and that. So I think it's probably an easier way day. Um, 
a bit of banter that they think it's their cup final. Um, and they, and like I said, they didn't really turn up. But um, it's got an a, odd one, though, isn't it? Got a theory about that, which I'll come to afterwards. But let's, um, uh, if they're ready, let's hear the uh, the highlights uh, from yesterday with uh, with Greg Stubbley and some old geezer. <laughs> and away for a Charlton throw. Quick one from Lapsley into Cullen. Cullen to his right, there's a Rebo. Rebo up against both Fuller and Charles Cook. Ball into the box to Williams. Great Little touch from Williams. Great control. Oh, oh and he slams the ball over the bar. Going to be Fuller with the throw. Look like a foul throw to me, but it's into Campbell. Campbell trying to get past Dick Steele. Does so to shot. Tipped away by Dylan Phillips. A decent effort from Campbell and it needed the save from D- uh, Dylan Phillips to keep Gillingham at base to swing it away to the left hand side and Perrington Perrington has just come off his legs and come, falls nicely to Aribo can burst forward Aribo back to Perrington cross an opportunity Perrington oh. born to the box it comes to Aribo shooting charge yes! Aribo scores lovely composure from Aribo great football in the first place Perrington's born to the box deflected down to Joe Aribo and what a lovely cushion finish pass Holy to give Charlton the lead that's great football from Charlton I mean, made, made and finished by Joe Rebo, releasing Perrington down the left-hand side. The cross maybe not been the best in the world after uh, being released by Rebo, but he got the ball in. It came off the back of a Gillingham defender's heel, and it had been very easy for Joe Rebo to slam that ball first time without thinking. But he took his time, picked his spot with his left foot into the left-hand corner. Charlton had the lead and a deserved one for me. And Joe Rebo again is eighth of the season oh, with the corner for Charlton. We've got Saar and Pierce up from the back. Cullen spins it in. Decent delivery. Reverse Kelly gets a touch. Oh, oh off the bar. And it's cleared away by Gillum. I think he hit the bar. And towards Hanlon. And that'll be so again winning the ball. What a header that is. Comes to Cullen. Cullen allows the space to break forward. Cullen thinking about a shot. Out to the left is said to Williams. Towards the penalty area. Inside the penalty area. Williams onto his right foot. Goes to goal. In oh. a touch. Comes Cullen! to Cullen. And John Cullen scores his first Charlton goal. That's great play again on the left-hand side. Williams with the shot. It wasn't well dealt with by Holy. Came back to Josh Cullen, who just slotted into an empty net. And Charlton make it too. Well, I said more about Josh Cullen. Don't score many. He couldn't miss that, could he? That was superb work on uh, first on the right-hand side. Combination of uh, Rebo, Lapsley and Vettikali. And then the ball's... It's almost squirted across to the right. It's great by Naby Sabah to win it back in defence. And then Cullen started the move again, drifted towards the edge of the box, picked out Johnny Williams on the left-hand side. He drilled it across. Thought uh, Prattley or, or Vettikali rather was going to get a touch on it. It ricocheted off the keeper, who was expecting the Vettikali touch. Straight to Josh Cullen, he drilled it's it over. Left-hand side and Rebo will be able to clear. And there's the half-time whistle as a dominant first 45 minutes for the Addicts. Finishes at half-time. The two-goal advantage. It's Dick still brings the ball out of defence. That's a good ball forward towards Cullen. Cullen ball forward to Fetakele. is an even better ball. Fetakele closing in on goal. Goes to goal. Saved by Holy. Comes back to Fetakele. He'll leave it for Rebo. Rebo with Charles Cook behind him. Ball in the oh, box. Comes yes. to Fetakele. Who shot. Took, takes the deflection of Amar out of play for a corner. Dick still to Prattley. That's a lovely ball to Rebo. Rebo takes it past two. Rebo's got Williams down the line. Williams, ball across goal, comes towards Vettikelli, oh. comes to the back to Perrington. Oh, Saved by Holy. That's a great save by the keeper. And out of play for a corner. Ben Perrington almost inches away from scoring his first John goal. Oh, what a move well. though from the Addicts. Great piece of football. Oh. Comes off Naby Sarr and Rebo just dribbles the ball out of danger and ends a lovely switch. What, what a, a lovely ball. ball to Albie Morgan, that is. Morgan brings it down. He's got Vettikelli to his uh, right and further left is Cullen Cullen looking to take players on no he goes left to Joe Rebo making it into the penalty area chip ball back across oh, oh Cullen diving header to meet the cross <laughs> what a perfect goal that would have been but it's back into the Charlton faithful and the back of the stand but uh, 
Well done, Darren Bratley. And Albie Morgan takes it off him. And that's the final whistle here at the Priestfield. Charlton doing the damage and securing the three points in the first half. So there we are. There the highlights uh, of yesterday's game. And you're right about the uh, coming off Parrington's uh, legs. I'd forgotten about that uh, for the first one. But... Um, that first half especially, I thought Joe Rebo was just... I don't know whether or not he just excelled in the fact that he was the main man. Judgment, I don't know, because he, was, he seemed to just be everywhere in that first half. Yeah, I think because on his day, he's literally unplayable. He is, isn't he? So um, it's just the way he can, he can glide with the ball and it, it, no one can seem to get it off him. And like you say, he was popping up. Things with Joe, he's he's obviously been given quite a lot of freedom and he was popping on the right, on the left. And he's so fluid in his play, I think... He just he's just hard to pick up. If you're a centre midfielder for you know for Gillingham or any other team, if you try and man mark him, you ain't going to be able to lace his boots. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, and when that's what I mean. It's on his day, I think obviously Pompey was another one that springs to mind. On his day, he's literally so so good for this league, and and you can understand why people are probably sort of circling with his contract <laughs> coming up. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think at first half he was like unreal, and I think. Josh Cullen as well. I thought he was everywhere yesterday. I think he was hassling because it's these sort of games. They're easy for people to sort of take the foot off the gas and start swanning about a bit. But I did think it took us ten minutes or so, ten mm. quarter minute, quarter minute to get involved in it because I think the way we were set up um, with the three at the back and the two wing backs, I, I thought that the players just took a little while to understand where where they should be, and there was a huge gap in that middle. At one point, there was a big gap between where Joe was, Joe Rebo were. Uh, and Josh and, and um, Darren Prattley. I just thought um, it took them a good five or ten minutes to get into it, and, and there was a lot of space for, for Gillingham operating in that midfield in the first uh, quarter now. But after that, after they seemed to get used to it, um, they couldn't touch us. They just mm. didn't live with us at all. I yeah. Think. I mean, I think, like you say, about the, the three in the middle, is quite. I think Josh and Darren are naturally going to sit quite deep, and then obviously uh, Joe's going to want that licence to go for us. So like you say, exactly, that, that gap in between, they were probably exploiting a little bit too much. Um, but I thought, I mean, it seemed to me that that Regan Charles Cook um, was getting followed quite a lot because obviously he's he's quite influential for him. But yeah, I think after we got, I think we once settled into the game and obviously Anthony playing on the right side of the cent, uh, right, right side of a three. Obviously Georgie coming in sliding out a right wing back. Yeah, I think once they started finding their groove a little bit, we started knocking it about. We started growing a bit more confidence, and I think you could tell obviously as the half wore on. Um, that obviously was um, doing very well for in that midfield three. And then Josh Cullen getting his uh, his first goal. We talked about it just now. Um, it's officially his first goal. But uh, did wonder after he uh, he slapped at one about five minutes earlier that mm. went uh, into the back of their uh, uh, the homestand. Yeah. Uh, not not exactly close. Uh, put it that way. <laughs> um, I just couldn't have been happier for him when he when he finally got that one on the edge of the six yard box. He, I'm not going to say he couldn't miss because of course you can. Yeah. But uh, there was a there was a fleeting worry. But um, it, the fact that he started and finished it in the same way as Joe Rebo did the first goal, I thought was great as well. Yeah, I don't. I think he'll be impressed with that header he missed in a second half either. But um, I think I, I, I don't think he wanted that. No. <laughs> but it's the smallest. Well, he was the smallest on the pitch. But um, yeah, no, I think every, everyone was delighted. We ran near me was delighted for him because I think he's one of those players that he, he sort of epitomises a Bowyer team. So he wasn't giving up. He was even like the 88th minute. He was still hustling and harrying and and ev- and everyone was delighted that he got his goal because he deserves it. And I think he's been really consistent throughout um, since he's been in the side and. When he got that injury against um, it was Walsall, wasn't it? Walsall away when he got the shoulder. I think a lot of people, including myself, we was I was worried that 
how we were going to manage without him because he does make us tick, um, especially with obviously Jake being out for the season. So, yeah, I think de- delighted for Josh to get that goal because he does definitely deserve it. You said before about um, they uh, the, for their cup final they didn't look up for it at all, uh, Gillingham. And I've, I've got a theory about that. I think, and, and uh, you can all let me know out there if you agree or think I'm talking nonsense. Which <laughs> I think I think I know which one you're going <laughs> for, but in, in advance. But um, I think there were two things. One, the fact that they got rid of Steve Lovell the night before, which was bizarre in the extreme. Mm. Uh, we all thought Steve Evans was going to be on the bench, personally, or at least in the stand, but uh, I didn't see him. Uh, and the second one, I think, um, the fact that we had uh, the players out that we had, Lyle Taylor not being there, uh, Christian Bilic, I think uh, we knew about Patrick Bauer not being there. I think uh, Chris Solly obviously suspended. Do you think they might have thought this not going to be as tough as, as it normally would have been? Yeah, uh, possibly, yeah. I think, obviously, look with Lyle missing, I probably think they were looking, oh, we might be able to get a result here. Um, the only worry for me when the team was coming out is how isolated Eagle was going to be. Um, and if he gets marked out of the game by their two centre-halves, they might start and they start to prey on it and try and have a go. But they didn't really have a go. You know, After, like, after Dill saved um, in the first, uh, oh, well, yeah. first quarter of an hour, I think it was, after that saved, I think that was it. That was the last yeah. time they really threatened yeah, until um, right at the end, I think. Mm. I mean, and they, obviously they they brought on Tom Eaves, which is going to be a handful. But again, they got down in the channels a few times. But I, I, it's very rare I go to a away game and feel really comfortable. I mean, what was the away game before that? I didn't know Oxford. Not sure everybody can anybody can oh. feel comfortable in that away. <laughs> to be honest, that's an <laughs> honest. That's honest. a wrong choice of words. It's just a, it's just an odd. It's an odd place. Now it I know look, I'm, this is going to sound really uh, really tweet. I don't I don't mean to say it's going to sound it whether I like it or not. But um, I've, we've been to a lot of places, uh, and especially in League One right now. Mm. Uh, you guys can tell me at some point or other what your worst ground in League. Maybe we'll do that for another day. But uh, mm. this one's got to be up there. And strangely, because we get we get treated. Slightly better, obviously, when we go to some places because you get in, you get into a little room and they have a cup of tea for you or something, and occasionally yeah. a pie or a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, and Gillingham's no different. And actually, when you go into the place, it's like a set of offices. Mm. Uh, on you have to walk up to about seventeen flights of stairs to get there. But he was <laughs> anyway. Um, so it looks all right in comparison to others. But that toilet in there is, and and <clears throat> if he could talk, he'd agree with me. I know he would. Uh, sitting to me left. Uh, it's got to be the worst I've ever seen in my time. Honestly, uh, you had to know, see it to believe it. There was an old bowl of soup in the corner. <laughs> exactly. There was mould growing on it. <laughs> what, I'm on. telling you. What, in the, what, in a tin? Uh, no, 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 in a bowl. Uh, in a bowl? In a bowl. So, yeah. so somebody had <laughs> taken it in there to finish it, I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and not finished it. And the cleaner just sort of wipes around Maybe it. once they realised it was oxtail, they thought it was a bad idea. I don't know. But so it what did it taste like anyway? <laughs> No, the sandwiches weren't that bad, so I didn't have to. But <laughs> I'll ask Scoop later, he might. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, comfortably it was. Anyway, I've digressed a bit, but um, uh, yeah, it just added to the uh, to the to the joy in in actually getting a victory there, which I, again I have never seen us win there, so I was uh, I was particularly pleased. Uh, and um, d- the team selection when you heard about it, did that uh, you know as 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 the group going in, you were in with the away fans, yeah. uh, with everybody going. What was the talk? Were they dip- you know were they think oh should we have stayed in the pub? Uh, no, I think I think a lot of people sort of knew. I think Boya did mention that Christian Paddy and um, Lyle were were carrying knocks, and I think everyone wasn't that bothered. That not not bothered, but they agreed with you know not risking Lyle. Um, I don't think anyone foresaw the formation. Um, I think a lot of people were just thinking we were going to go with two left-sided centre halves um, and just do the usual, or maybe Johnny playing up with Igor. But yeah, I mean, we set up. Um, I don't think anyone was 
that concerned because I think because it, it was a nothing game and like I said a dead rubber. But yeah, I, I think we were still confident because that that team are still a good team. Yeah, we are missing key players, but for me it was just mate just ensuring that Igor wasn't isolated and make sure we got people in and around him. Um, which I think obviously Johnny was you know flitting in between wings in the first half and trying to get space but yeah I don't think it was any concern to anyone around me anyway We're going to talk about uh, post this game and, and uh, next Sunday uh, Saturday's game at um, uh, Rochdale a bit later on so if you want to contact us uh, we're going to hear from Lee Bowyer shortly uh, so subjects to talk about and subjects you want to uh, maybe contribute to, to the show tonight uh, Bowyer's contract situation are you worried? Um, I think everybody's worried Boris, but uh, what are your thoughts? Um, you'll hear them uh, in a minute from Lebo you may already know about it but uh, uh, he makes some comments about uh, Tariq Fosser and uh, Mark Marshall. So your thoughts on that after you hear uh, from Lee Bowyer. Who you'd, fa- who you'd fancy facing in the playoffs is another one. Um, we've obviously had the takeover update from the fans forum. Um, your thoughts on that. Keep it clean if you can. Um, the fact that we've had six clean, uh, clean sheets in eight games, is that, uh, is that um, you know the, the form you want to see us going into the playoffs? Does that give you a, a better feeling going into the playoffs than otherwise? Uh, Josh Parker's cameo yesterday. That might be worth a, uh, a five-minute chat. I don't know. Um, uh, and um, to do so, you can email us at uh, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can uh, tweet us at Charlton Live or post on the Charlton Live forum. We're on there as well. Uh, and we are going to talk about the women's game coming up. Uh, great victory for them today at that place. Uh, but first of all, before we get into all that, let's hear from the gaffer, Lee Bayer. Uh, yeah, over the moment of today, um, I thought it was a real professional away performance. I thought we... Uh, they didn't really cause us many problems. I think the, the back three were, were solid, out of possession and uh, just mopped everything up. And, and we moved the ball well when we when we won the ball back. Um, good to see two midfielders scoring, you know, that's, that's good for us. And, and to be honest, I think we could have scored a few more as well. If we'd have took care, it could have been four or five, I think. So you're sick, clean sheet in eight games as well. There's uh, no better form to be heading towards the playoffs with. No, no, we're... Everyone's working hard, you know, everyone, from, from back to front. And uh, Igor today, I thought, was, was very good. He, he's worked great, obviously, against two centre-halves as well. It starts from the front when you're defending. and um, But, no, it's, it's, it's good. We're, we're, we're in a good place, you know, and uh, we've got one more game to go in the league. And, and I think we're in a good place at the moment, to, to ready for the playoffs. You still might have that chance of finishing fourth and getting the... The home leg second, is that something that's on your mind? Is that something you'd, you'd like to be able to do? Uh, for me, it doesn't make much difference. Some people say it's better to play at home second, but for me, I, when I played in the Champions League, it, some times we played at, at home first, won 3-0, and then went away and lost 2-0. Like, so it's just, for me, it doesn't make no difference. It's, it's not going to make that much difference. But we just want to keep winning games and, and see where we finish. And then... We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Encouraging as well today that you're able to win with a couple of important players missing both Lyle Taylor and uh, Patrick Bow. You mentioned during the week they were down, so is, is it just a precaution, nothing too serious to worry about? Yeah, yeah, precautionary. Um, obviously, they've not trained all week, so Lyle said he, his groin felt a bit better yesterday, uh, and, and so did Pat with his knee, but it's just not gaining anything by risking them, you know. We've got to look at the bigger picture and and that gives opportunities for others to come in and and, and state a claim and, and show that I can trust them when we do come to the playoffs. So, um, yeah, we, it's just precautionary, yeah. 
great to see Lewis Page back on the bench today. Uh, so long he's been out injured. Will he have a chance as well before the end of the season? Again, they need minutes. There's another game behind closed doors on Tuesday. So it's going to be, they get 90 into them now. Jake and, and um, Page will, will get 90 minutes into them on, uh, on Tuesday. So listen, Ben's been outstanding. So outstanding for me. So. Uh, Pagey, keep working hard and, and you just never know. Football's crazy and you just can't predict what's going to happen. Charlton's first win at Priestfield since 1980. It's, um, it's not really considered a rivalry by supporters, but they do travel in their numbers because it's quite a close one, so it's a nice to, to give them that result in the final away day as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're outstanding. All season they've been outstanding, home and away, but Hawaii to, to, to travel and keep supporting the lads like they have is... Uh, but I really appreciate it, and so do the players. So, um, yeah, so I'm glad that they've gone home with a, with another victory and, and, and singing all the way home, I guess. Just finally, for me, obviously, there, there were quite a lot of changes and quite a young bench, the likes of Alfie Doughty getting his first chance as well. Um, still no Tariq Fosu and Mark Marshall. Obviously, a lot of people would have considered those first-team players over the course of the season, but they haven't been featuring at all. Do, do you think their time at the club is starting to look like it's going to come to an end now? Well, both of them, their contracts are up in the summer. So I've been watching 23 games of, of late and, and Alfie scored two against Burnley the other week and I thought he was outstanding. So I thought, oh, do you know what, I'm going to reward him. I spoke to Jace, Jason Yule and said, like, who do you think deserves it more? I watched the Burnley game and, and he said, no, Alfie, Alfie's deserved this chance. So to, to be in amongst it. Um, regarding Marshall and Tariq, yeah, their contracts are up and... But we'll have to see see what, what happens come the end of the season. I guess they've got some way to go to get an offer. Is that pretty likely? Well, the pair of them have to work hard, you know, and, and, I, and I see them. You've got to remember, I watch training every single day, and, and, and that's where a lot of these players get judged, especially the ones that are, that are part, of the, part of the squad or, or sub on, on match days. And if I don't see you working hard and don't see you putting in a shift and I don't see you playing for the team, then you're not going to be involved because we haven't got this far this season of being a team of individuals. We've got this far because we are a team and everybody works hard for everybody. So but that's, that's what it boils down to. Obviously, with uh, the formation that you picked, it was, uh, it was a bit interesting going five at the back. Do you think that that ability to pick a variety of formations is an advantage for you that it makes it harder for teams to be able to figure you out yeah because we have got to remember we haven't really had a full squad all season but now we have and so when you do come to difficult places like this and and don't say don't don't think that this is that they're a bad sergeant because they're not you've got one of the best strikers in the league here and they've got pace um, and they break from midfield, so I thought, you know, I'm just going to stop that threat. And I know what we do when we get the ball, so I know we're going to create chances. But you have to respect the team you're playing, that's every team. And, and when you've got a full squad, that it obviously helps. Obviously, just like you said, Tommy's being a, a massive uh, threat going forward. Were you surprised to see him on the bench? And also with Brandon and Regan, Charles Cook being former Charlton players, did you obviously want to stop them as well from, you know, showing that the fact that you know, they could be a massive threat against their own club? Yeah, obviously when you play against an old side, then you, you want to try and impress and, and prove people wrong for, for, for letting them go, if you like. So I knew they're going to be a threat. Obviously, you, 
I wasn't that surprised that, that Eves wasn't playing because he, I don't think he started the last game either and obviously he's leaving in the summer um, so maybe they're looking at what they've got for next season I, I don't know but, but they're a threat like they, they've got loads of pace you had the front two pace the three midfield pace and obviously with the sitter so we had to be careful and, and I wanted to have that spare one and watch play Anthony there because I don't think there's anyone in the league as quick as him so I wanted to have that cover, so, yeah. With uh, with now getting back to, to kind of full fitness with your entire squad, Jake was out for a very long time. Does he feel like a bit of a new signing in the respect that he's obviously coming back and being available for selection? Does he feel like a, a big boost? Yeah. Um, obviously, Jake's been out since pre-season. He got injured in pre-season, and uh, it's, it's great to have him in and around. He's worked so hard to get back to, to, to be part of the squad, so... Um, yeah, he deserves it. He's worked hard and in training he works hard every day and he does the right thing. So, uh, yeah, if, if there is a game where that, that I need him, I, I want to be able to be sure that, that he's ready. And lastly, looking forward to Rochdale's last game of the season uh, in terms of the regular season. Would you be looking to put Jake in, in the starting eleven for that and give other players... A chance, or is it a bit too soon for him? No, no. I just want to keep winning games. So I, again, I'll do what, like I've done here. I, I'll put out a side that, that I think will win the game, and that's that's the way we are. We we, we want to win every game we play. So uh, nothing's going to change next weekend. So I'll pick the side that I, I, I think that will win this little game on Saturday. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Bo, you're sending, uh, sending remarkably chirpy there, which has been something that uh, uh, he's had a bit of stick about uh, from from uh, from one of his teammates, uh, his old teammates, who who uh, has accused him of not being that happy, uh, which um, Lee Bo wasn't overly happy about. Lee, 4 0 win over Scunthorpe, you must be delighted. Yep, um, I'm going to show Brandy. This is for you. I'm absolutely delighted. Um, there was so many positives out of today. Is this good enough for you, Brownie? Um, yeah, no, I'm over the moon. Yeah, Stevie Brown, <laughs> ex-colleague, uh, jump legend, of course, giving, uh, who had been giving uh, Bo's a bit of stick on uh, on on the radio about him not overly being happy uh, after uh, every post-match. Uh, I mean, he is a bit uh, straight-laced, is Lee, generally speaking, but he just wanted to prove a point uh, to Brownie there that uh, uh, when he says he's over the moon, he is actually over the moon. And I'm not going to argue with him. No, <laughs> I ain't either. <laughs> but he's like, yeah. He, he, listen, he's, he's he says it as it is, and he, he maybe doesn't show his emotion as much as others. But listen, I mean, he's doing the job in it. And I, is it something that he doesn't want his players to see? Maybe I don't know. But um, yeah, so there are some, even some press conferences. They like even hope like some some games this season. You think oh, he's going to be really up for it? But yeah, we're right. <laughs> I think <laughs> what you do know, you know when he's angry though. I think yeah. <laughs> I mean when he's not angry oh. then it's a bonus. <laughs> yeah, imagine being in that dressing room if you oh, ain't oh. if you ain't running around. I love but. the fact that he dropped in the fact that oh, I played in the Champions League, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, he's, well, you've got four. Four in the Champions League, six in the UEFA Cup. So he obviously knows he It's knows a sort the of thing that should command respect, isn't it? Yeah, I mean yeah. That and obviously that other fact, other yeah. on field issues. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna argue with Bose. If if you if he said you've had a bad game, you just sit there and nod. That's what you're going to do. I'd love talking. I'd love to have a chat with him at the end, uh, especially if we if we gain some success this season. Uh, yeah. Just to find out, uh, bearing in mind that he, he always came across a bit of a reluctant manager mm-hmm. at first, uh, but he's certainly grown into it, and it looks like he's. I don't know if enjoying is the right word, but he's certainly uh, certainly reveling in it, mm. or seems to be at least. Well, he's got the bug now, hasn't he? Obviously, not the same one that Ben had, but he's. Um, <laughs> Or Max Maxwell, yeah, Maxwell now, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he, he he's obviously got a taste of it now, and he seems to be enjoying himself. Um, and long may it continue. So I think obviously when going back on the contract thing, we just all want it sorted now, really, because he's he, he's going to be an attractive proposition for any club, especially if they're going to want to start to build a project in inverted commas. But um, he could even I said on Thursday, I think even at Championship level, if you've got someone. Who want to start a fresh? Even someone like look at an Ipswich. I know they've got Paul Lambert, but someone like that. If if they come calling, if 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 Bowie hasn't been given a good enough offer, I'd imagine it's he wouldn't be hard, stay in the same league, though, don't you? I mean, if he was going to get yeah. uh, a shout, and uh, if he was going to have to leave, you'd expect him to want to to, to maybe go a bit higher. I think he thinks he, uh, and quite rightly so, I think, uh, mm. um, challenge himself at a higher level. Yeah, I think even when he was here, you know, he was only here for a short while, but he went on to go and do bigger and better things. And that's, he got opportunities to play in Champions League. And you don't do that by sitting somewhere because you're comfortable. He obviously likes going outside his comfort zone. And I don't think that him being a manager will change that. Um, but obviously, I think first and foremost, he just wants us to get promoted, get that get that on his CV and... And then try Have and you noticed best though you with uh, with the managers that we've we had, and I'm not talking about the network ones. <laughs> I was um, I'm say, talking what? about the, uh, the the so called 
normal managers, oh, yeah. um, that uh, they have that sort of honeymoon period where they go, no, 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 yeah, no, getting support 100% of the time, no problem, yeah, we're uh, we're working, we talk, we talk regularly, yeah, we're going to do it. And then t- after a while, reality kicks in. I mean, it's, uh, the last uh, quote that uh, that we got from Lebo has worked hard to improve the football club. It's a much better place now. So I think we should be rewarded for that. It shouldn't have taken until now to try and negotiate something when you've got 10 days left of the normal season. Yeah. I mean, that just shows there's a, there's a patience running out there, isn't it? Yeah, of course. And I think... Uh... I mean, as well, you know, we're doing great on the pitch, which is obviously there for everyone. That was in the South London press, by the way. Yeah, I mean, but what we've done on the pitch is plain to see for everyone how great it's been done. But the thing for me that sticks out is how he's managed to to sort of galvanise the fans. And it seems, you know, when like in, in the summer where we had England and it was like a bit of a meh, and then that galvanised and everyone got behind it. It seems like that at the moment. So everyone's, you know, everyone's happy. Like yesterday, half of the fans that were there didn't even see the second goal or the second half because they just stand there I having can, drinks. And I can guarantee that because I know one of them. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I mean. And it, what them, him and and uh, Jacko have done is galvanised the fan and bring something back and a bit of pride to to a lot of fans, even though the stuff upstairs still going on. I think it's absolutely amazing. And, and that for itself is, deserves a massive pat on the back, but we're only one man can bring change that. In, no, exactly, yeah. So we are, only one man can change that, unfortunately. And we, just and we know who that is. Yeah. Ho-hum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before we get to the uh, to the tweets and emails, we're going to get to you shortly and the, and the uh, thread on Charlton Life. Just uh, your take on the Fosu and uh, Marshall situation. Um, I think it's difficult because I think Mar- Marshall for me grafts and you know I love his attitude but both of them don't seem to fit in Bowie's system for me um, first and foremost that's why I would understand that they probably won't play as much um, but listen I mean the footballers know the game they, you know they're not stupid um, they've got to work hard and if they're not in the team they've got to work double R to get in the team and improve on the things that they need to do to get into Bowie's plans and if you're not and your contract's up and you're not out of favour then you just have to wait and see, but uh, it's difficult because Fosu was because Fosu was, was coming to the season on a back of a good season, but we were playing in a different way for me. And I think I think this started last season. I don't think this is a new thing. If I'm mm. honest, I think uh, last season we had no choice but to play players, yeah, because of the situation we were in, uh, and he managed to get the best out of the players that we had here and and almost done it. I think this season uh, he's had a fresh start at it, a, a decent run at it, and it's it's obvious quite early on that if he can afford not to, mm. uh, and he said it in that interview that uh, he picks players on how they perform in training, which I guess is how it should be, mm. um, and uh, clearly, you know these guys have have already said that they want it away. I think, uh, well, there's no secret that they are, mm. uh, that they do. So um, you're saying, well, you're not going to be here and you're not putting a shift in, you're not playing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a, a key for... Which is a real shame, actually, because we know how good they are, both of them. Yeah, and I think and a lot of a lot of people will look at them, you know, on the face of it, will go, you know, well, you know, Fosu, Fosu was, could do this and this and this and Marshall could do this and this and this. But like Bo said in his interview, he sees them every day. Not, none of us see it. See, are they put, pulling their weight? You know, are they just sort of slouching around? I'm not saying they are, of course I'm not, but Boya sees it every day. So, and you can't really say that he's wrong because look what he's done. And you look at, I just think if we, if we, the way that we play, can I imagine, 
you know, Fosu doing what Aribo does or doing what Cullen does. No, I can't. But that's not to say he's a bad player. But I just don't, re- for me, in my opinion, I don't think he suits the way that we play now. And by the way, um, maybe he's looking at one eye on uh, on the contract talks next season and he's, he's hoping he's going to be here. But if he's not and we lose some players as well, mm. then the likes of Albie Morgan and uh, uh, George Lapsley are going to be the central part of our midfield mm. next season. So he's, he's got to get the minutes in him. Exactly, and and that's what I mean. And Al, Albie, I thought, done very well against Gunthorpe. Um, I thought he also done well in that home game against Sunderland, which was a big, big call for both to make, and he he done fine there. Georgie gives you give you know he gives you the same every week. He's obviously reliable, um, and obviously Alfie coming in on in the match day, and he said that you know Yuli said that he's deserved it. So we can't can't have any sort of sympathy, sort of sort of uh, at this stage of the season we've just got to play pe- play people that are going to get us the job done and if people are working hard in training that's how you get rewarded and with Alfie the other younger kids that come in through I mean obviously Brendan signed a new contract this week it gives them something to aspire to um, so yeah so I've you know I trust Bose and if, if they're not in his plans they're not in his plans right first uh, tweet up from uh, David Nichols thanks David very confident on the playoffs if injuries clear up and we have our first team available it's been written that we'll play Sunderland Pompey in the next final. Let's uh, less confident on the contracts and take over front due to Roland. But let's be positive and say promotion. We'll see him go. All fingers crossed and everything else entirely. By the way, yeah. uh, further on from uh, from that next tweet uh, out of Pompey and Sunderland. This is from Reese. Thank you, Reese. Uh, out of Pompey and Sunderland, really. Uh, so Sunderland for me, he says. Pompey on uh, the much better form, and Sunderland fans really unhappy at the moment with the way they've blown second. And players will feel the pressure more. Although, don't fancy the monster journey home from the second leg away if we've lost. That's a, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, We'll come to our thoughts on that in a second. We'll carry on with yours. Uh, Kieran's uh, tweeted us in. Thank you, Kieran. Sunderland, just because of the Netflix documentary. It's <laughs> a good point. We yeah. could be on it. <laughs> Probably Quite make fine. it better. Uh, Ross Ramsey. Thanks, Ross. Uh, we'd love to face Peterborough. Both games with them this year were incredibly frustrating. We'd love to get one over on them. I'm not sure. I don't know who, whether the Peterborough will make it. And looking at their last game and look at the way the, the, the last games are shaping up. A lot will depend on... Is it Tuesday night that both of them playing? I think Sunderland and Portsmouth both playing Tuesday for their yeah, game think, in hand. I think Sunderland so and Fleetwood. We'll, know, we'll pretty much know then, I would, I would expect. Uh, Danny says, uh, this is the first contract that should be sorted. Uh, if it wasn't for Bowyer, then God knows where we'd be. And that is a very fair point. Uh, and Lana Egeza, thanks, Mike. Uh, sounded like it couldn't have been more comfortable for us yesterday. Looking in great shape for the playoffs. Bo's a tactical genius. Travelling fans have been different class since Christmas. Shame about the idiot who interrupted the minute's silence. Love him to be named and shamed. The only good thing I'd say about that, and you're a spot on, by the way, Mike. The only thing I'd say about that, uh, I suppose if there is a good thing to come out of it, is the Charlton fans' reaction to that idiot, as, the, as he mm. points out. There were other words. Um, that they uh, He got a bit of a, a telling off, shall we say. Um, to put it politely and mildly. So, uh, good reaction from Charlton fans because uh, that just didn't need happening. Um, right. CFC stats and uh, facts and stats. Uh, he's doing this out of spite now. There's no other rational reason behind Bo not getting a new deal months ago. Uh, you get that sort... There is that sort of vibe, isn't there? Um, he's already come out and said that he doesn't care. It's 2% of his time. Da, 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 da. He's selling. What does it matter? He'll put in the old tosh in front of uh, Bo and hope he signs it. And if he doesn't, whew, that's the real... Uh, you know, it's the real fear for me. Mm. Because he doesn't care, he's gone on record as saying. Yeah, well, and that's and that's the worry. Because if you had someone who did care, 
they would have tied him down ages ago. And I think we briefly spoke about it on Thursday, didn't we? So, fingers crossed, everything crossed, I think. Yeah, indeed. James Furness uh, has uh, tweeted in a good point. I thought he'd throw us in uh, because uh, to big up the skipper who's uh, uh, finished the London Marathon. Uh, you've got a bit of news on that, Nathan. It wasn't just the skipper, of course, but Johnny Jackson uh, doing it in, uh, was it just under four hours? Yeah, three hours, 58, I think, or something. Oh, like slouch. What a lot of the word. Uh, I'll, I'll drove, obviously, I drove in here. I went uh, by a couple of bits of the route just in case you needed picking up. <laughs> <laughs> you still think he was at it? Be but he didn't do it alone. No, you know, Ben done it, didn't he? The sports scientist. Yep. He, he done. He done it in three hours, and I think fifty-eight time, seconds. Three so hours. F- yeah. So it weren't. But I mean, well, they, Mo, Mo done it in two hours. There were, eight pe- or there were people still trying to cross the start line three hours in. Yeah, I wouldn't get out of pub then. Oh, I did. <coughs> the thing the that did, thing that does that for me because <clears throat> I was watching the beginning on the telly, obviously because it's safer. Uh, and uh, they do that bit at the beginning at Blackheath. And yeah. you, there's a, just a small part of you. I remember I did train for it once, or tried to. Uh, the second <laughs> what, one the in. the pub bit? Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> then I re- but it's the bit that where, they, where they show you the route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't stop. It just keeps going. Yeah, the, the and, the, and the valley always pops up, doesn't it? And then, yeah, and the valley pops up and they go, oh, and that's halfway. And you go, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that, that's the reason I don't do it. Yeah. No, so Jack, yeah, ben, uh, ben done it in three hours 54. Jacko done it three hours 53. Oh, well done, the pair, by the way. Which they done... They wanted sub fours. Well, Jacko did anyway. I don't know if, if Ben was going for sub three, he'd be raging those 54 seconds. But <laughs> listen, that's an amazing achievement. Oh, I'd probably stunning. do it in about three days. Uh, exactly, yeah, on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Cheers, <laughs> But anybody who did it, if you're if yeah, you're a well, fan, you're, I mean, everybody who did it, obviously, but uh, if you're a Charlton fan especially, uh, huge congratulations and uh, and respect, by the way. Uh, Cliff Scales has uh, tweeted us in, comfortable, really, even without Taylor, Bauer and Bielik. Shows what a good squad we have heading into the playoffs in really good form. And that's true, isn't it? And it's in stark contrast contrast to uh, to last season, although we hit the um, hit the playoffs on that decent streak, but you could see that uh, both mentally and physically the squad were exhausted by the time we hit, uh, uh, hit the playoffs last season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm just looking now. In last 15, we're second in terms of form. Um, last 10, we're second. And last five, we're second. It's obviously doing really well at the moment. But I think someone said um, someone said yesterday about the form, I think, because of the size of the squad and the way we were playing and when Bowes come in, it was like a massive push. Yeah, like you say, towards the end, you could tell he was a bit tired. Well, he was having to play Foster, yeah. and Foster was clearly injured. Yeah, exactly. And then we have to play, you know, the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and then we'll come to the playoffs and we look dead on our feet. So this year, he's going to be able to manage it a little bit better, I think, um, like he did yesterday. And hopefully it will just keep us fresh for the for the playoffs which it, it looks like it's going to be Sunderland but I suppose it can all change there was something that both said to me after, after speaking to um, Louis and, and the, the other press guys was that because uh, I asked him about resting players uh, he, he you know he clearly had a, um, had to rest uh, a few because of knocks for mm. the Gillingham game but I said coming into the Rochdale game would he consider doing it again and he said no if they're mm. fit they'll play because um, you get a two week break yeah. and a two week break with players not playing you might lose the sharpness. Uh, and Igor has, has trained to work so hard to get to that sharp level. He said, you don't want them dropping off that sharpness. Uh, and the same with Taylor. If they're fit, they'll play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think, like, like he said, also said, you know, they could, he could rest them, wrap them up in cotton wool for three weeks and then they go training and, you know, trip on a curb or whatever he said and then do their ankle. So, I can understand if someone is actually injured, but just keep them sharp. And if, we, you know, what you can do is maybe on Saturday... Um, then you know, give them seventy minutes and then drag them off. Drag yeah. them off. Yeah. I mean, you'd yeah. rather do that than just rest them because, like you say, you lose sharpness two weeks and then it's another week in training. 
if it takes them 20 minutes to get into the swing of it again, it could be too late. Yeah, good call. Uh, Seb Lewis has uh, tweeted us in, in relation to Bo not always showing his emotions, Curbs was quite reserved at times as well, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, uh, was, yeah, it's a fair so. point. He was never, uh, he was never a, a laugh a joker, Curbs, no. was he? To be fair, no, I suppose Mervin done quite a lot of talking on the side. <laughs> That's also, also a good point. Um, and Martin, Martin tweets in. Thanks, mate. Uh, don't care who we play in the playoffs. Uh, we've had a positive results against all of them, and with our form, and we're the ones they won't want to play. As for Fosso and Mark Marshall, it's clear, clearly, all about attitude and effort with them. Let's face it, we're not missing them, are we? And uh, he then goes on to say, we all know how good Fosu can be, but agree with Nathan, he just doesn't fit in the Bo's game and in Bo we trust. So uh, mm. Somebody agreeing with you? Blimey. I know, gee. Well, I, well to yeah, be fair, I, I did text him about two minutes ago. <laughs> say, can you just agree with me, please, once? <laughs> <laughs> but it is a point, isn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, uh, he makes a very good point. that we, it, it, At the beginning of the run, everybody said, oh, we could do with Fosu now. Oh, wouldn't it be great to have Fosu off mm. the bench? Mark Marshall could add us to something different. Uh, I mean, I suppose the only one that you tend not to be able to disagree with is the fact that uh, you know poor old Josh Parker isn't exactly uh, lit up the sky when, when he you know, when he came on. I mean, he had, a, he had probably the worst five minute cameo I've ever seen uh, when he first came on on, on Saturday. So uh, you, you get to think, you know, we uh, we let um, oh, the guy who was playing opposite the opposite uh, striker uh, for Gilliam yesterday um, mm. could have done a job, I think. Um, I still think Reagan Charles Cook would have been worth keeping as well, but that's another story. Mm. Uh, and so, but hands are tied. You know, we uh, I'm. Loath to say that it uh, uh, criticise anything uh, that Bo does, and uh, it was a sort of that or nothing scenario, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It was. Ish. Although I'd be very tempted to, although he's a different player, of course. I'd be very, you know, we've got a few returnees from loan. Do we give Hackett Fairchild another go? Although I know he's broke his nose or something so, while he's been at Bromley. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult with like Rico and stuff because you want him to do well, but he obviously hasn't set the world light, and, and obviously we sent Carlin out to obviously Crawley and he done really well um, I don't think it's I think I've done it Rico's got one and he has he just got the one he might have got a two maybe but and that's and that's going to be a that's, we, we are looking very thin on the ground in terms of signings but we don't know like with Marshall and Fosu we don't know how much they're on you know it could be anything he might want to free up wages he, they might have done already done some recruitment already we never know but, but the hope is we've got, um, we got certainly one game three games left hopefully yeah. more hopefully four games yeah. uh, left of the season uh, we keep the current squad fit then it's irrelevant we don't need uh, we don't need fringe players exactly fingers crossed <laughs> and all that we'll get to everybody's uh, views I mean uh, we mentioned about uh, the uh, Fossil Marshall situation who do you want to play in the playoffs no? Um I would rather see it's so much. I don't know. I, I'd rather. <laughs> the I think is, that you'll get exactly the same reaction from every single child. Yeah, I, don't, I want to avoid Portsmouth because of the form. But then again, I don't really fancy a long old trek up to Newcastle again. Even though we're going to fly out there, we were talking about it yesterday. But were we? Yeah, I know. Me and Tom, me <laughs> oh, and Tom, are going to fly up there from Heathrow. Oh, Money, but, eh? Uh, Carry bags. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think I always go. Oh, I'd rather play this, but I'd, I'm now thinking. No matter, no matter what, if you're going to want to go up, you're going to be. I'm going to have to beat two of them. So, whoever it is, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, in the same words of both. But the only thing is, I just don't want to go to Sunderland and have like forty odd fans. Well, let me, up there let me turn that anything. around a little bit then, because uh, I, I tend to agree with Martin. It doesn't matter who we yeah. play; we still got to beat whoever yeah. it is. And it? and when you consider, apart from perhaps Doncaster, who are sixth, or whoever ends up sixth. The other teams are going to be good teams, right? So yeah. it's either going to be Barnsley, possibly even Luton still. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, it's mad. Um, uh, Portsmouth or Sunderland. Now, none of them are slow. I mean, last season when we went into to like playing with um, Shrewsbury, wasn't it? Um, that everybody thought, oh, Shrewsbury, doable. 
Mm. I think uh, there's not that uh, there's not that feeling this time around. It's going to be a tough game, whoever we play. So let's let's forget about that. Whoever we got to play, we got to play really well to beat them. Moreover, does it matter home or away first for you? Um, it's hard because I think if we were playing right. So again, if we were playing Sunderland. I wouldn't want to go to the stadium alight on a second leg if it's in the balance because of the the, the forty odd thousand they'll get. But that could work but, against them as well. But as then, it does yeah, because the pressure so more so than Portsmouth, it, I'd say. That's what I mean. So, thinking, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it matters. I'd like us to be at home second leg just so you can have a bit more. Maybe you'd think that you'd have more more of an influence in the covered end. But listen, it's it's going to be tight either way, isn't it? So. I don't know, it's hard. <laughs> it's it's what I mean, I'm going it's like, horrible, I'll give you an answer and I'll be like, actually, maybe not. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm so indecisive, or am I? I don't know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got to go by the, uh, by the it doesn't matter. We yeah, just, wherever, whatever what hands dealt with, yeah, exactly. dealt with uh, then we've just got to, got to go with it. And, 100%. And I think we're in a, uh, in a position now, personally, where, look, if you'd have told me uh, beginning of the season that we go to Priestfield and, and win, <laughs> in the season of our if you'd have told me to begin the season we'd go to AFC Wimbledon and get do you know what oh, I mean all, these, the, all, the, all the things we've done this season it almost I wouldn't say broken every hoodoo but we've done things this season that uh, you wouldn't normally expect to happen so mm. I think uh, I, I don't I don't think we should fear anybody and just go mm. let's just go and do them yeah. both at home yeah, and away yeah. I agree with you 100% do I believe that myself probably no. not <laughs> Say that just before you go live on comms, and then we'll ask you <laughs> yeah, the same question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we want to, we'll continue uh, reading your uh, your tweets and emails uh, very shortly. We'll also come back. Uh, we're going to talk about the women uh, winning at, uh, at that place this afternoon, which uh, which was a great result for them. Uh, but back in a bit. Switch across the left-hand side, and Perrington's a good one. Bill, it looks okay for the time being. Perrington looking to try and oh, look to take on Thompson. Instead, goes back inside to Cullen. Needs a little bit of support. He turns, works a bit of space across. Cullen, ball into the box, finds Arebo. Arebo, Arebo! Yeah! Yeah! Arebo! Inside the penalty area. His shot went across the face of goal. And the Gilvery didn't even go for any areas. Passed him. And into the back of the net. And Charlton just before half-time at the lead. Right, you're still listening to Charlton Live on Maritime Radio uh, here uh, on a Sunday evening, live from the Valley. Uh, we're, uh, we're asking for your opinions on on all things Charlton. Um, the game yesterday, of course. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm catching Louis' uh, disease. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if it is catching, because he is quite close. Do you know what I mean? Uh, be uh, lucky, that, lucky there's no webcam. Uh, so uh, what's your thoughts on the Boyer contract situation? Uh, Boyer's Foster and Marshall comments as well. Who do you want to play in the playoffs? Uh, are you bothered whether it's home or away first? Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on the um, <coughs> takeover update? I'm not sure we should call it update anymore. Oh. We'll call it something else. Nonsense? Uh, garbage? Bore update or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, oh, no, it's on Sky, you know. It oh. must be true. Oh, it must be true, yeah. <laughs> Journalism at its best. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, that, and, and anything else, Josh Parker, his cameo. Uh, but, uh, what would be your line-up for the player? Would you rest players for, for this coming Saturday uh, against uh, against Rochdale just to keep them for the for the playoffs? What are your thoughts on uh, on all those things? But uh, going to your emails, we've, uh, we've had a ga- uh, an email from uh, Daniel Farmer. Uh, game was okay yesterday, nothing special, good three points and roll on the playoffs. My concern is, like many, what happens when the season is finished? Uh, will Bowyer still be here? 
where we have a squad next season to compete, whatever league we're in. I will still continue to go like the rest of us, uh, and you and the boys in the studio, <clears throat> excuse me, but I really can't see the rat selling and especially can't see him dropping his price. It's madness that Bowyer has not got a contract offer. Well, a decent one anyway. And if he goes, most will probably follow him out the door. One game left, and this is not sorted. An absolute joke. Yeah. Hard to disagree much of that, is it? No, really? no, Dan's spot on, really. And um, I mean, it's got to a stage where, uh, I mean, every Thursday we come in and something else, <clears throat> excuse me, is something happening or the contract's not be good enough and you're worrying about what it's going to be like at the end of the season. But it's for me now, I'm just trying to park it uh, to one side at the moment and try to put all the focus and energy into the upcoming games. Um, as much as it's, it is concerning, I just think we just need to go with bows and just put it all into the last couple of games and worry about cross that bridge when it comes to it. But it's always going to be that sort of thing in the background of your mind that's going to be a worry. Well, I guess, though, I mean, if we can do it, uh, if we can achieve something this year and, and get promotion, I said, would it? <laughs> I'm not sure it would, actually. I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think myself before I even answer the question or ask the question. Uh, would we be better off being a basket case club in the Championship <laughs> or a basket case club in the League One where we could go down to League Two? Well, exactly. And I think it will all depend on, on if we do go up. Um, if he is still here, what is he going to do with the squad? Because there's no, you know, there's no offence to the current squad. We will need a few players to, for think, us to push what, on. I think what I'd like to say, and I think the way I, I mean, we we do, we are fortunate. We all uh, get a little bit of a view behind the scenes and, and the way uh, Boya talks, uh, mm. post match, and all that sort of stuff. It seems to me that uh, because he has no interest, the owner at all. Uh, and even uh, his oppos that come over and come over twice a week or however long it is don't really have any day-to-day running as mm. such. So what he says, here's a pot, here's X amount of pounds or euros or whatever it is, or <laughs> seven smarties and a sherbet dip dab, whatever it is, <laughs> here it is, that's what you've got to deal with. No more, no less. You buy or work within that. Yeah. And then that's down to you then. Mm. I don't want nothing to do with it. Don't come and ask me for more. Don't come and ask me more. Unless you sell somebody, then maybe. But other than that, that's all you got. And that's what you deal with. So whoever's the manager, and let's hope it is uh, Lee Bowie, and let's hope Johnny Jackson's still here, and all the others, Steve Gallen. Let's hope that um, that you know the miracles that he's worked this year, he can continue to do with probably a lesser pot than he's got now next season. Yeah, I think, and also if he does, if we do go, up, we'll have. We'll have this imaginary pot of whatever, uh, eight smarties or whatever you said. Sure, but so you're one. too young for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember those. One of the little licorice things in it. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, see, oh, I'm, not, I'm not that young, mate. Perhaps I was just selling them longer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think if... if I think if the likes of Cullen and Billick, they're going to be key. They're like... They're not going to be here. If we're, especially if we're in exactly. League One, they're not going to be here. So, I mean, even, even if, we, if we if we went up, they're, they're sort of two players that you might be able to strengthen your hand a little bit unless... Arsenal, West Ham, one for the first team. I think if we're in the Championship, Arsenal will let us, all kick, will let us kick yeah. Billick. I think Josh Cullen's got his eye on higher prize, I think, yeah. especially if we don't. If we don't, if we do go up, we've got a chance. Yeah. Uh, no, but, won't be, it won't be if, neither of them if we're in League One. Mm, no absolutely chance. not. No. And, that, and again, it's, I think quite a lot's widen on us going But up. we might have uh, the second Christian Billick from Arsenal or the yeah. next Josh Cullen. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's still possible. Given the confines of the pot, but it depends how small that that pot of money becomes. Yeah. If, the, if, if the budget's going to be slashed fifty percent, who knows what what we've got to deal with? But that's what I mean. So if we go up and he slashes the pot by fifty, percent yeah, but then the incomings so are a little bit more. The generate yeah. you get money generated from TV, etc., etc. Leads won't be on the telly. On, yeah, fleets go up. We won't be on the telly. You know, at least we'll be on the telly a bit more than because <laughs> yeah. they won't be there. We'll be on there twice. But it looks like they're doing their best to uh, to, to muck that up. Um, so uh, who knows? I mean. 
the hope is obviously, and uh, I know he's, it, uh, uh, Mr. De Turk said it in the fans forum meeting that uh, he expects to be gone by June. But uh, we've heard that before, haven't we? Maybe the pressure. I mean, uh, I don't know if you know the the, the situation that Card uh, actually have gone to the Belgian Embassy. Well done them, by the way, uh, to put pressure from from different angles. And uh, I think that's, I think that's genius. Actually, you know, I mean, it's it's the sort of thing that uh, it's thinking out the box a little bit. And I think that may be where we've uh, we've got to continue to to, to do. Yeah, I think putting that, that sort of pressure on from all the different avenues that they've gone down because obviously they're all clued up um, card and you you know you look back and you hope that those little bits of pressure do try and force his hand a little bit more because um, he can't. He's obviously he's come out before and said that he just it was the worst mistake he's ever had or something along those lines. Don't quote me on that, but and one day he's going to have to go at some point. Some something's got to give. And one day it probably will. It's just I just think I honestly think it's a case of when and not if. Oh no, that, I'm um, certain that's true as well. But yeah, I, I'm still hoping for, for June. But I've said loads of times. But you're not saying the year, thing. are you? You're just no. hedging your bets on the yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I hopefully, uh, you know, I'm still alive when it happens. But uh, <laughs> you look at me like that. <laughs> but no, listen. I just don't not trying to get involved with all the rumours and stuff. It happens when it happens, but. It's, it's, it's disheartening, especially how we're doing so well and how great we could be if Bose was given. Look, let's thing. let's just let's try and continue the uh, the positive vibes that are yeah, around the place exactly, yeah. and, and say, look, um, with what's going on, let's let's turn this on its head a bit. I suppose with what's going on, the fact that we're even sniffing close exactly. to this thing is remarkable. Let's just follow the wave, shall we? Let's, yeah, uh, ride, let's ride on it as, as long as it takes us. And uh, and uh, I think there's been already a couple of tweets, and Bose mentioned it a few times himself. Uh, it's, be, it's it's clear to us when we're doing the commentary. Uh, you asked a question earlier on about uh, could you hear us? Yeah, um, uh, where we were, yes, oh, good. comfortably, yes. Probably bad for you because you didn't have a roof, so it didn't echo round inside. Yeah. But uh, comfortably noisier than than, than home fans. I mean, we were over a quarter of the of the uh, yeah, uh, of that, the capacity, yeah. which we, of, not the, of the attendance that was there yesterday, uh, and. We've had some uh, we've had some away following that's just been rocking uh, in the last few months and it's been brilliant. I mean, com- when you consider what what's going on, it's just phenomenal for me, mm. um, and uh, and and great to see. I mean, I, I, it'll take a long time for that Wickham away following and the noise created from that to get out of my head. I think mm. it was just superb. And so if we can recreate that um, in the uh, in the player for away leg, we'll be all right. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we got. Uh, I mentioned briefly about that uh, that visit to the Belgium Embassy that uh, that Card did, and Matt Wright's uh, let us know all about that. Uh, senior official at the Belgium Embassy apparently is going to raise concerns about the activities of Charlton under owner Roland de Châtelet with the Belgian government uh, and public officials. Uh, Councillor Alan Leroy, who reports directly to the Belgian Consul General in the UK, uh, hosted a delegation from the uh, Coalition Against Roland de Châtelet on Wednesday, April the seventeenth, at the Embassy in Belgravia, which sounds posh. Uh, he listened closely to the Card representative has outlined the actions of his countrymen were having, uh, having on the, or harming the club, I should say, uh, its supporters and its wider community, as well as attracting widespread ridicule in the media across the football industry. And a card spokesman uh, said that uh, they were very impressed that Mr Leroy was so well informed, which shows uh, how much attention uh, the actions of our owner have uh, generated beyond the football world. Uh, he had a good knowledge of the situation, apparently, at Charlton, particularly with regards to the issue of the unpaid staff bonuses and the Chatelet's recent bewildering rent demanding that the year fell by the club uh, from him. Um, I'm not sure I'd want the EFL to buy us, and they're not given their current uh, status. Anyway, uh, leave that. Uh, among the issues highlighted were the possibility of further protests against the Chatelet in Belgium if he fails to deliver on his commitment to sell the club announced 15 months ago. Oh, that sounds 
that sounds even more depressing when you say <laughs> that. Uh, uh, and that uh, these protests are unlikely to be restricted to uh, St. Troyden, where, uh, where his hometown is. The representatives uh, also assured Mr. Leroy that the coalition had nothing to do with the graffitiing of premises linked to the Chatelet earlier this year and no knowledge of who was responsible, but explained how it would not be a surprise if other groups took an increasingly militant approach should the Chatelet remain at Charlton. And that's an interesting point, actually. I mean, um, most of the time, uh, all our protests, or, or the protests, I shouldn't say, are, the protests have been uh, have been top notch and and well within the constraints of uh, of the legal requirements. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't take long for this. You know, if this carries on, uh, we saw the idiot yesterday, or heard the idiot yesterday, uh, just uh, in the minute silence. It just takes a few people with a slightly more uh, different, well, a slightly different approach <laughs> to uh, to just take it over the edge, and, and none of us want that to happen. Um, Although uh, the Belgian embassy is unable to interfere in private matters, it said, uh, Leroy noted the concerns expressed to him and pledged to report back to the relevant authorities in Belgium, which include government officials, the regional authorities and the police. A card spokesman added, no one is in any doubt that de Chatelet needs to go, including de Chatelet himself. But it's almost a year and a half since he said he was willing to sell up, and he's still here there, uh, despite numerous interested parties. It's high time he set a realistic price and sold the club, which would be a relief to everyone concerned. And our thanks to uh, Matt Wright for sending that information. Uh, that information in but again it just shows the uh, the, the genius that uh, that we have at this club that uh, you, you know they can do something like that and and you know we've tried uh, or card have tried and uh, fans have tried a number of things um and it's clear i think that the the stuff in belgium is the stuff that tends to resonate more than uh, more than anything yeah i think and then i've just got back on what you said about card um that you know all the protests that have happened they've obviously been absolutely fine been within like you say with restraints of the law and it's been fine but you will get some people will take it to the extremes and you know you're never going to get away from that unfortunately right just uh, gone eight o'clock we'll be back with uh, more of your thoughts uh, and then we'll look ahead uh, i know we're going to do that thursday anyway but uh, we'll look ahead to uh, to what's coming up and we'll talk about the women's result uh, at that place Williams exchange passes. Williams drifts past his man, born in the box. It's an awkward one. Taylor controls. Taylor trying to pass it back to Prattley. Oh, Taylor Prattley! What a strike from the Charlton midfielder on the edge of the box. Touchdown by Lyle Taylor. And Darren Prattley unleashes a hell of a strike. Pass Arnold down to his left. Could do nothing about that one. There we are. Uh, we're back, yeah, welcome to Charlton Live. We're live on Maritime Radio. And uh, we're here for the next, uh, oh, I don't know, just short of 30 minutes or so left uh, of the show. show. If you want to get your uh, your tweets and your emails and uh, and your posts on, on the Charlton Live forum, uh, then you've got about 30 minutes to do exactly that. We've had one more tweet. This is from uh, Charlton Till I Die 70. Uh, shame about Fossil. would be great to have him on the bench, but doesn't like being dropped, so bye. Uh, well... You know, I don't think anybody should like being dropped. I think uh, anybody who likes being dropped shouldn't be anywhere near the squad anyway. You know, um, uh, I always like, you know, when you see players come off and they don't do that throwing the socks mm. and throwing their shin pads and all that. And I want to see that. Mm. I want to see people being upset and taken off. Yeah. You don't want them skipping off, do you? Oh, thanks very much. I've had enough. Let <laughs> <laughs> my money. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, you like it, but in a, to an extent where they're not disrespecting the manager. No, no uh, obviously that. Yeah, yeah. but... Um, I think, um, yeah, you want someone to if they if they if they've been dropped and they understand why they've been dropped. So if it is, let's say it is, you know, the way that we're playing is that the players are trying to 
improve their position? Like, if, to say Marshall had to be play a lot more narrow in a central position, is he working on the attributes to get him in that sort of position? They're the things that you want to see, and if they're not, then they're never going to play. And then that's that's it's football, you know. There's no there's no room for sympathy sometimes. You either you get games, you don't, don't you? Well, I think uh, we can safely say that uh, Lee Bayer, Johnny Jackson, and and, uh, and the management team aren't ones to play people out of sympathy. No. They're going to play the team that they think is going to do the job and the, and the best players available. Simple as that. Exactly. Uh, we've been rumbled, by the way. Oh right, Southwest Addicts has, uh, has put on the Charlton Live Forum. Even the Charlton Live crew are put it, getting in the act and starting resting people for the playoffs. <laughs> Louis. <laughs> Resting Louis for the playoffs is what we're doing. Because uh, you've heard him commentate, haven't you? He screams. Yeah, I can't stand was, it. What was that one he'd done the other day? I can't day? stand it when people do it. On a BBC <laughs> London replay. I can't remember what game was. It was absolutely hilarious. Well, anyone oh, the Luton one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he conveniently he conveniently uh, couldn't uh, couldn't record my bit for that. So oh yeah, that's why we had to mix and mash yeah, it, wouldn't yeah. it? So yes, it's amazing yeah. that could get your one tell. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm get, I might have to out uh, Greg. By the why? Way. Well, because he's he's actually got, got all six goals. The last six goals. Well, I said that he's on done Thursday. every single one. Yeah, I was going to say that's on Thursday outrageous. the, the scumful one. Yeah. I'm sure he had all four of scumful, and he had the two yesterday. I'm not right. having that. Well, it might be a complex mate. Yeah, no. Uh, how Let's did you ca- how did you catch your disease? Can I give it to him during? <laughs> oh my god oh, he's talked uh, <laughs> anyway he goes on Southwest Addicts to say yesterday was a stroll with Gillingham barely threatening a shot against us Arebo and Cullen showed their class throughout but big credit to Prattley and Lapsley who came and both play, came in and both played really well happy to play anyone in the playoffs and I'm confident that we can beat anyone over two legs Portsmouth for logistical and cost reasons uh, same with you Nath uh, absolutely ridiculous that Bowyer hasn't been offered a proper contract here Marshall has failed to deliver in the last two seasons. He's given his all, but just uh, simply isn't good enough at right wing and probably third or fourth choice right back isn't needed. So still hoping Fossil will get another year. There's definitely a player in there and he might. Uh, it might mean that there's not enough budget to keep Josh Parker. <laughs> I'm sadly thinking it might be the other way around, uh, if I'm honest. But uh, thanks, my friend. I appreciate that. Uh, concur with most of your points. Um, I, just, I just get the feeling that um, the reason that the likes are... I think I've got a feeling... And I don't know this for sure. Uh, most people might think that because I know something and it's not true. But I get the feeling that they thought they were going to be going in January. And the fact that they haven't. Because if you look at how they figured beforehand and they were on the fringe beforehand, mm. since the January transfer window, hardly at all, I think. Mm. And I'm wondering if, you know, the the, the head's gone because they, they really thought they were going to go. Mm. And I don't. I think Bowie genuinely thought, well, I haven't got cover. I yeah. can't. You know, we, we had a bad enough situation with uh, losing... Carl and Grant are not getting a, a decent replacement, so I can't I can't lose another two yeah. without getting decent replacements. And I think since then, just they've not been there. Yeah, they've not been. And I think that, you know the players that have played, they've we've all played. They've played extremely well. And I think if it's not broken, don't fix it. I think that everyone's playing to a man. Everyone knows the system. I think if you try and squeeze, if you you know I harp on about the, the system, but if you if we do say play that four four two diamond narrow. Where is Marshall going to play? Where's Fossu going to play? He's not a number 10, is he? He's not a forward. So where is he going to... He might be able to play. I know sometimes we flit into going to those two where Johnny Johnny goes out wide or maybe... But they're inside forwards. They'll always drift in. And I know Fossu can, but I don't know. I mean, the, the, the game that we done up at Coventry on Boxing Day stuck out for me. Like, the ball wasn't sticking. He played quite central there and it wasn't... It just wasn't working. Um, but... 
like I said, there's no room for sympathy, and if you're not doing the job, you're not playing. Yeah, there's one team I'm pleased we're not going to get in the playoffs. Coventry, Coventry only team to do a double, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they just seem to have it over us. I, yeah. I, going up there, I mean it's a nice little ground. It's not yeah. a little actually, it's a nice <laughs> I was going to say it's waffles, yeah. isn't it? Uh, and then probably the last time we're ever going to get a chance to come yeah. to it unless we start doing rugby. Um, so I'm pleased we're not having to go up there, or they're coming here because they just seem to have the, it's like when we're one nil up like five minutes ago. Yeah, 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 shocking, we? isn't it? Um, Barry uh, has uh, tweeted on Charlton Live as well Bowyer and his team have been treated disrespectfully and need deserve to be offered good deals as soon as possible hopefully when they sign you'll see some of the players commit to contracts as well this does require the Belgian to realise he will have to pay the going rate for these people or we will lose them don't want to play Sunderland in the playoffs due to the travelling distance but we'll be happy to play them at Wembley final I uh, mm. uh, think the, with a fit squad and a, a squad and a decent referee we can beat anyone and get promoted don't talk to me about them uh, <laughs> has been great this season to see the fans and team pulling together and just hope the current feel-good factor isn't ruined by a loss in the playoffs or lack of investment in the coaches and team. I think that's the one thing, and, and thanks, Barry Boyle, um, the, the one thing that is niggling in the back of my mind, I've been to Wembley uh, twice. Uh, we've won one and lost one. It's a horrible place to be when you don't win. Yeah. It's a fantastic place to be when you win. It's a long way home, but it's it? just a horrible place. I mean, that full members. I mean, it's only the full members cup final. There was only like fifty of us. The what? Yeah, exactly. The old um, oh, Carabao Cup as well. And what was it called? The full members cup final. We lost to Blackburn. One what year, year was that? Uh, 20, 1920 something. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you were. I thought it was eighteen, eighteen ninety two. When was it? When was the full members? Eighty. It's the full members now. cup. Yeah, it was, I've never uh, it was eighty seven ish. I think eighty eight. I can't remember. I'm trying to think. I mean, lost to Blackburn. Stephen Hendry in the header. Um, Stephen Hendry. Yeah, in the what, full members cup final. Oh yeah, I think that was when we were playing at that place. Um, uh, and one of the rounds was uh, was in the fog and there was about 20 of us there yeah. <laughs> it was one of those sort of things a horrible thing um, but we still went to Wembley it was a day out we lost I've never felt so depressed <laughs> it's horrible uh, winning however as we uh, as we all uh, will probably you'll remember that I one I was 11 yeah 11 yeah Shut and up. my old man gave me a fiver for every goal and penalty we scored did he That's not a lie yeah. oh man I bet you're still paying isn't he? <laughs> no literally I, oh I remember I bought loads do you remember Pogs do you remember Pogs yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah, what I spent all that all, my, all that money on Pogs did you yeah Crazy, isn't it? Yes. And sweets, we're as gonna you have can a, tell. We're going to have a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweets I'll let you get away with. Pogs. Yeah, mad. Oh, dear, oh dear. Uh, uh, did your dad have a Pogs like, franchise or something? So no. So he was quite but, happy to give you the fiver because he knew then, he was getting it back. The worst thing was, because I spent it all on Pogs, you know what I got for Christmas? A Pog making machine. <laughs> this is no lie. Honest God. Because he gave me all the money, so I would spend it on, thinking I was going to like new trainers. No, Pogs. I need to meet your parents. <laughs> well, he's me a Wolf fan, isn't he? So. Uh, no, then I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Briston Attic, uh, thanks, mate, uh, as, uh, as uh, added to the Charlton Life Forum. We'll be asking uh, you a few things as well. Who would you like to face in the playoffs? Uh, don't care. We're in good form. Being realistic, have been resigned to the playoffs for some time. The other teams will, will either be disappointed that they've missed out on autos, or in the case of Donny and Posh, probably Donny, uh, would be in the same position as us last year, having only clinched their spot in the final weekend. We've nothing to fear. We can beat all of them. Um, shambles only to uh, this about Bowyer's contract shambles only to be expected with this short term regime Lord Bowyer should be able to name his terms given the miracles he's worked this year uh, and on uh, Tariq Fosu and Mark Marshall no one know in that order <laughs> in Lord Bowyer we trust cheers my friend uh, I even asked the question again for no reason at all at the beginning uh, but uh, yeah I mean that's the point about the playoffs isn't it you'd hope anyway that's the they hope we cling to that whoever uh, above us that ends up in the playoffs mm. are going to be disappointed yeah, I, I think I don't think a lot of teams will want to play us um, for sure. But I, I, like you said earlier, I think you're, 
to go up, you're going to have to beat two, two of them. So, and I think on our day, we can beat anyone. But then at the same time, probably on Sunderland, Portsmouth and Donny's day, they can beat anyone as well. So you, everyone's in the top six for a reason. So it's going to be tricky, whatever happens. But I think on our day, we could... I mean, breaking them down, let's 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 take them one by one. Luton, um, probably been the toughest game. Uh, Luton and Barnsley, I guess, away from home, both away from home, were the toughest two games we've played, I think, out of the top, uh, top mm. four that are there. Mm. Uh, but we still got something out of Luton, eventually. Uh, and then we did them at home, albeit without their uh, top striker. Uh, Barnsley would worry me because they are a very good side, on a, especially on the break. Mm. Uh, Footballing-wise, I think Barnsley would be the side that I'd be scared about. In purely in terms of football ability. Mm. In terms of the other two, Portsmouth and Sunderland, I think for me, uh, I think I'd actually prefer Sunderland in the two-leg thing because we've beaten Portsmouth twice. The law of averages says they might <laughs> do it once. So, uh, so, And the fact that with Sunderland we've drawn twice and we should have beaten them both times, hopefully that gives us the edge. Mm. Uh, and Sunderland will sh- certainly be disappointed that they haven't gone straight up. They'll, they'll have a big following, but that creates its own pressure mm. for me. Uh, Portsmouth's way following is is decent, and I, they don't tend to get on their team's back. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, for me, um, it doesn't matter in the final. I'm not bothered. Uh, mm. But in the semis, if we if we had to have a choice, I'd probably actually pick Sunderland. Mm. I think in the final, regardless of the distance. Yeah, I think so. In the final, it's weird because I was thinking like, oh, I'd won in the final, blah blah blah. But I think form goes out the window in the final. It's ninety minutes, eleven v eleven. And it's whoever manages the game better and who keeps get themselves composed the most. But Christian Billick with all that space in at Wembley—that's what I'm looking at. Well, yeah, all that space to run into. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, even though logistically it's going to be a pain and we'll probably have to fly there, I would agree to an fly, extent. Still talking about flying? Yeah, no, baller, baller. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. Well, I agree how much do you sell them pogs for? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnson, I've still got the machine. <laughs> well, I know if you can resell them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know, I know, what you're, I know what you're saying. But I think with the Barnsley game, it was weird because that. That first half, they blew us away, but didn't we have didn't we have like a bit of a, an injury problem? Like Pierce yeah, yeah, come yeah, off yeah, early no, doors. It, it wasn't a, a great, uh, great. Yeah. I wouldn't say great. That's probably disrespectful, but uh, no, we had our problems. That, they, they at blew, that, they, point. They, that yeah. first half, we couldn't they blew live with them away. the first yeah. half out, and just, they scored that screamer, that yeah. Tiam, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, I, I think Barnsley would be. Yeah, that I would fear him. I think, and I was thinking about it now, if someone said it on the messages in earlier about the pressure that it would probably create, especially if they're at home and if we get an early goal. I've got to say, if you're talking about um, teams being disappointed, if Luton don't go up automatic and end yeah. up, man alive, well, they're going to be Barnsley win their last game. Pompey win there too, which Pompey have got... They've, who have they got? Have they got Peter... They've got, they've got quite an easy they've one. They've got Peterborough and... Is or it, Sunderland. Is it, no, Fleetwood is one of them, I think, Yeah, from memory. I think they've got, well, they've got well, to play Fleetwood. Luton have got Oxford and Oxford have... Well, what, they've... One, they've got one of the best forms. Yeah, Sunderland have got to play Oxford they? on Tuesday. That's exactly. their, that's their so, game there. Oh, Robbo could have a little say in the little... The little race, can he? Which I'm sure he's relishing. <laughs> but got, it'll be interesting. Uh, I mean, the, the final games of the season. Uh, let's go for the. Uh, let's go through them. Doncaster are at home to Coventry, who are no longer in it now. Yeah. Uh, Barnsley away at Bristol Rovers. Um, Portsmouth are at home to Accrington. Uh, Sunderland are away at Southend. Mm. So Luton, actually, I mean Oxford. If if Oxford can do something at Luton, you'd expect Sunderland to blow away Southend. And who so, Sunderland got and choose? Sunderland got Sunderland have got um, and then Pompey. Pompey uh, Peterborough? Yes, correct. Yeah. Both of those are correct. That's what I mean. So I think P- Peterborough seem to have lost their heads. They lost 3-0 to Walsall. 
So I think you'd think Pompey will win that. Yeah. I still think Pompey will go up. I agree. Actually, I've been saying it for a while. And if Luton, if, imagine, yeah, if Luton finished third oh, after that, dear, when dear. even when we beat them, I I saw Luton fans at the, at the station, and I said, "You," and I was like, "Do you reckon we'll go up Port Mac?" I was like, "Mate, you've got it signed, sealed, delivered." Shows how wrong it can be after a couple of games, isn't it? Interesting times. Uh, final um, uh, forum post for now, actually, from Coops. Uh, evening, gents. Good win yesterday. Think we'll finish fifth and Sunderland in the playoffs. Portsmouth at Wembley and win that. As for Boyer, think Roland is waiting for an outcome of the playoffs before the contract situation is resolved. Bit of a worry. As for the takeover, who knows? Best wishes, Gary Cooper from Woolwich. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, part of that might be because Bo's... Or, as, as Pretty much come out and said he wants to stay here. Uh, he loves the place, and uh, and I think his affiliation with the fans proves that, and his affiliation with the club. So I think maybe there's that. Uh, I'm, I'm clutching at straws here, by the way. Uh, maybe there's that. Uh, it doesn't really matter how long it takes because he wants to stay anyway. Mm. And uh, as long as it's not a worse contract than what mm. he's got, it should be better. But as long as it's not worse, and as for linked to performance, good lord. Well, because wasn't the rumour was it that uh, it was linked to budget performances? So if he was able to slash the wage bill by 50%, he'd get, <laughs> he'd get a bonus. New, what was his new role be? Uh, chief, chief executive forward slash manager? Or uh, like interim manager or whatever he wants to call him that. I well, it'd be everything, wouldn't he? Because, um, uh, by the way, chief there, there was the news that was also on the Charlton Life Forum earlier on. I think Ben Hayes put it on that uh, BetDeck, uh, yeah, the company it, yeah. that owned BetDeck, are going to st- uh, stop the sponsorships uh, yeah. of all uh, football. Um, which means we're going to need a new shirt sponsor. Belgian waffles or something. Well, who's going to sort that one out? <laughs> So, uh, Boya, yeah, Boya, yeah, yeah, exactly. Please, yeah. That's what yeah. you pay to do, mate. It'll yeah? be, his, it'll be <laughs> his fishing place in France. That'll sponsor us. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, he's, I don't know this man. But yeah, let's hope he gets it all sorted eventually. Well, we're coming up to the last knockings of the show. It's gone massively yeah, it's quick. Gone quick. Uh, and it, uh, we're going to mention uh, the, the CFC women's team, who uh, sterling performance, by the way. And let's I mean, before we go into today's game, the season itself. Mm. I mean, narrowly missing out, uh, getting beat by uh, Tottenham. Last week was the uh, the final uh, nail in the coffin for the for the automatics. Um, I'm not sure how they uh, how Tottenham have done today. Would have kept us in with a shout, but um, uh, whether we'd uh, we'd have had to rely on Tottenham dropping further points. Uh, but Charlton went today and went uh, over to uh, to that place in Croydon uh, and uh, and won four one. Quality result. Uh, Sarah Eggersvik, I hope I got that right. Uh, Kit Graham, Lizzie Jupy, and Lily Egg, the scorers at Sellers Park, uh, a thumping victory. Uh, and that would have been quite sweet because there are a few ex Charlton players now playing for, for Palace, I believe. So that would have been doubly sweet to go there and, and tonk Palace 4 1 is, uh, is not a bad shout at all. And, and it finished, uh, it, mean, it means the, the season basically, they've got one more game left, or is that it? You know, they've got one more game left um, against, uh, against Leicester City. Um, it currently Charlton are, uh, are fourth on thirty six, Durham third on thirty nine, uh, Tottenham ladies on forty two. If if uh, they, I mean it could have been possible had uh, Charlton beaten Tottenham. It looked likely for a while there, two 0 up, money mm. um, to uh, to clinch that second place alongside Man United. And when you look at the form form guide, uh, Man United haven't lost a game in the last uh, in the last five, but uh, Charlton only lost a couple. Actually, Sheffield United have uh, been on a bit of a rampant run, but Tottenham have lost two as well. So it was possible for a while, but concentration now, I suppose, goes to next season. They can build on, on, on what they've done this season. Then there's a decent possibility if they can keep the squad together. Uh, that um, there'd be enough. I don't know who's coming down from from uh, the top league. Uh, something we'll uh, we can we can talk about um, going into the uh, you know into next season and uh, and maybe even next week after the. I don't know when the final game is actually. I don't know if it's next week or, or the week mm. after actually. I think because it's Bank Holiday weekend next week, isn't it? 
I yeah. think, from memory. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, just you know, if you want to, if you want to answer that, you can. But uh, um, but yeah, we'll talk about this season. Maybe we'll get um, some people from the women's team on and uh, and uh, get a um, an assessment, their assessment. I mean, they're going to be disappointed. Yeah, because it's uh, you know just missing out, which it is. Yeah, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a blow. But they've got to look back and think uh, for a first season in the top flight or second yeah. top flight is a decent achievement to get fourth, I think, or maybe even third, depending on how the results mm. go. Last well, week. I mean, I think Tottenham have got two games left, which is against Durham in third and Villa. So it's very likely that Tottenham will go up second. But like you said about United, they scored ninety three goals and conceded seven. And they've had a lot of money pumped in as well, so I don't think a huge amount. Yeah, I don't they're think you could ever. Co- I think they're full time on yeah, full time contracts. Exactly, and, they, and and obviously the you know the Charlton ladies can't really compete with the sort of money that's been pumped in. So like you say, to be finished fourth is a huge achievement from the girls, obviously with Teach and the team. So obviously they dust themselves down, and obviously t- take massive sort of um, plaudits and stuff, and rightly so for this season. Obviously they can go into next season in good stead and obviously hopefully it's one better next year I suppose the one uh, bonus is that Steve Adamson didn't buy a celebration pair of shoes anyway (laughs) uh, we're going to a break and back for the final few minutes Solly, so Solly wins the ball and then stabs it forward. Grant's going to put Turner under pressure. Turner, an experienced defender, no goes way. down, but no way a foul. And Grant's got away and burst into the penalty area. Switch it across and oh, there. And Turner scored in front of the away fans. It was Grant up against Turner. Turner went down, claiming a free kick. It definitely wasn't. Grant burst into the penalty area, fired the ball across the six-yard box, and there was Lyle Taylor for his third league goal of the season to knock it in past Mark Oxley and the Addicts in a scrappy opening 12 minutes in the second half of taking the lead. So yeah, we're back on Charlton Live uh, on Maritime Radio 96.5 FM and uh, we're into the last, oh, I don't know, seven minutes or so uh, of the show. We should mention now, actually, probably best to do it now, there's no live show next Sunday because of the Player of the Year dinner. And uh, we're all going to be schmoozing. No, we're not. <laughs> but uh, we are going to be there. We're going to take some uh, audio from that to get some loads of interviews. And uh, and then basically, Louis is going to be up until two o'clock in the morning, putting it all together for the best podcast ever. Yeah, and singing. Oh no, New really? York, New York by Frank Sinatra <laughs> with that voice. Yeah, great, wasn't it? <laughs> well, he's Taylor like Barry with, Barry White with a dish. Yeah, uh, Eartha Kitt more like. Uh, I don't know. No, that you is, don't but know. I'll laugh anyway. Google it. Uh, <laughs> be careful of the images, though. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, with the odd cough thrown in as harmonies. Uh, so uh, yeah, no show next Sunday because of the player of dinner. But there will be a huge podcast on that very thing coming up. Uh, coming up after. Speaking of player of the year, have you voted? Yes. And uh, are you allowed to say it, it, it's not? So okay. No, I'm well, I've got bias. I'm biased. Yes, I've I've voted for. Um, I voted two. Did you? Yeah, because you can you can do it twice if you get on the thing. So I voted for Lyle and Dills. Yeah, both good shouts. I don't know why you were uh, reserved about that. No, no, because because I know Dills only played like what since January, but I think he's done amazing. I've got no problem with that. Um, I I I was torn at mid. I'm if Christian Billick had played a full season, I think he'd have been close. Yeah, Um, but I went with Lyle Taylor. I think uh, you've got got the three in you. I think you've got Josh in there as well. Josh would have again if it hadn't been for that injury for Josh. I think he'd have been very close as well. But given, I think a lot of people absolutely yes, yeah. All I think um, it. 
you know, it's going to be a difficult choice, I think, for my mm. part. I've got a sneaking suspicion of Lyle Taylor religion. Yeah, but, um, I think so. Uh, uh, let us know. If you want to let us know in advance who you voted for, you can do. Um, no problems at all. We'll mention that. Uh, a few minutes left on the on the rubbish grounds, by the way. Uh, right, OK. I mean, I've seen a few more than you, I think. Cause, uh, no, rubbish ones I'm talking about, not generally <laughs> football grounds, because, uh, you know, back in the day, they were they were considerably worse than they are now. Uh, Wim- you think Wimbledon's current ground is bad? You should have seen Plough Lane. Oh, really? Oh, man alive. Oh, and man. to be fair, when I talk about toilets the old valley toilets weren't brilliant either before, before they knocked them down and put them up again <laughs> uh, um, well they weren't toilets basically you just peed on your shoes that's pretty much how it worked and that was just the women lovely <laughs> any bowls of soup in them once oh, uh, it could have been wouldn't have known <laughs> <laughs> could have seen through all the smog there's no way you'd have found out <laughs> all the smoking that's what I remember from Charlton yeah. toilets was smoking in there wasn't it Still do, by all yeah. accounts. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you've got uh, your list, and we can run this for a while, so if, if we don't get enough time to, uh, to read your, uh, your efforts out this week, we'll, uh, we'll do it uh, in weeks to come. But uh, the worst one that springs up, Player Lane was up there, one of the worst, um, in terms of just, uh, just being horrible to, to get to. In an, obviously, Sellers Park, with, uh, you know, just generally to get to, horrible when you get in there. Millwall away in the old den was pretty rough because uh, you couldn't see anything because they stuck you behind a floodlight pylon. Um, uh, actually, the old um, South End before they did it up. If you were unlucky enough to get there late, <laughs> if they did it up, yeah, no, they have done it up exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, you're talking about Lego stands. You know, the little uh, squishy stand at the end with the home support sit. Yeah, uh, that wasn't a stand. That was just a, a terrace before. Yeah, and it kept going down. Really? Yeah. So the brick wall that was in front of it. If you were unlucky enough to not to get there soon enough. You paid, and you physically couldn't see anything unless they were uh, like twenty yards in was, front of you. you was Surfing the, the one when Brett had to go up the ladder and had to like jump like <laughs> the Krypton fractor. Was that that? Or was that Atkinson? that might have been? I don't know. He, he, they threatened to make him do it at Portsmouth, but he bottled out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, mate, he, he, they gave him the harness and everything to go up there. This Jacob's leg outside the stadium. No, not a chance. I ain't doing it. I don't think he'd have got up the, you know, because the, the, it's like an hole in it. Yeah. A ladder with a frame around it. Yeah, he'd he never got, his back, I don't think he was getting in it. Uh, so, I'm bless glad him. you said that. <laughs> well, I can say that because look. <laughs> um, oh. But, uh, in terms of atmosphere, no, I'm not talking about atmosphere for, for worse grounds. I'm just, just facility generally. Maybe it's because we always lose there, and Priestfield would have been up there for that for that reason alone. Mm. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, Gillingham's up there. I think AFC Wimbledon's there because it's just a bit of a. There's no beer. You can't have any beer around the ground, and it's just a bit of a meh place. <laughs> Bristol Rovers. <laughs> It's a shame because I like Bristol as a city, but it just felt like a school playground because you had those little steps in the corner. You can't really see a lot. And then you've got stands that are actually marquees and there's about eight of them. I don't know, it's just a bit weird. But I think, yeah, Wimbledon, Gillingham and uh, Bristol Rovers, I won't be rushing back to uh, to go there. I'm trying to think if I've been any worse ones. Nice ones, I like... I'll, t- I'll tell you what I did. I enjoyed Accrington. That was nice. Even I missed they... out on Accrington because I was away. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, they didn't have that new stand, but that was a nice little nice little vibey place. Rochdale's nice. Nice little Yeah, no, I like Rochdale. You're right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you've got a couple of nice ones in there, but I think those three stick out for me off the top of my head. And then apart from that, obviously, when I first started coming, we were in the, obviously, Championship and Premiership, so I can't really go... Well, fingers crossed we get a season where um, our, our level of rubbish grounds goes up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so they We've got, well, if we stay, if we don't go up, we've got Ipswich, which uh, they'll charge us about 50 quid. Yeah, like exactly, 50 quid, and it'll be on a Tuesday night, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, those three stick out for me. But, yeah, yesterday, was just, it was just weird. It didn't feel safe at all. But it just, I don't know, like Meccano set or whatever. But um, 
And it was just, I don't know, it was just grey. I've got a question, actually. You know um, that temporary stand they got there? Yeah. It isn't the one that we had when we moved in here first time, is it? What, it's Gillingham's one? Yeah. Because well, obviously we had one. Because it, well, it, it was just a temporary stand yeah. that, that goes to places. Mm. And uh, it went to Gillingham and supposedly for like six months and it's been there like 20 years. It's rusty. Yeah. Like, there's bits of rust on it. I wouldn't have wanted like, to be at the, the back of that, this? especially in that wind, I'm telling you. Um, but obviously we had one when we first came back to the valley, what, yeah. what is now the West End, um, was, it was temporary seating. Really? So uh, it must have gone somewhere. Obviously, they changed the colour of the seats. They took it. Well, we can moan at them. We take their fans. They take our stand. <laughs> no, I think we might have sold it to them. I, don't think, it was, I think it was rented, so I don't think it was ours technically. But uh, I'd be interested to know if anybody knows where that went, if it wasn't Portsmouth. Because uh, it must have gone somewhere, mustn't it? Can't just be can't just lying around in the desert somewhere. Or like a, in, a, in a stand graveyard somewhere. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically Wimbledon. Uh, right. Uh, that's us done and dusted, pretty much. Uh, flown yeah, that's flown by. You're right. Uh, my thanks, firstly, of course, to the to the croak master over my, to my left, Louis Mendes, for saying absolutely nothing and just twiddling <laughs> knobs. Uh, and he found out he's quite good at it. So, uh, so this is his future job. Uh, <laughs> my thanks, of course, to Nate Muller. Thanks, Nate, for coming in. Much Appreciate love. it, mate. And uh, my thanks to me uh, for, for, for doing this uh, under under extreme pressure. Uh, but most, <laughs> Getting most, the gaze. <laughs> mostly, yeah, exactly, yeah. And, uh, the odd finger in the ear. But mostly, my thanks to, to everybody for, for joining in and contributing. It's uh, It's been our pleasure. We've been Charlton Live. Uh, look forward to next Saturday and, uh, and Rochdale and bring on the playoffs. Take care. No, no. <laughs> catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started